0: This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. This is Tiny at Obsessive Tiny on Twitter. This is Mike, and you can find me at I am Mike White on Twitter. And this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. while guys
1: it has I mean, yeah it's
0: been a couple it's been,
1: of, a, it's been a couple weeks i yeah. I figured when we were doing the the summer of sandler that we'd bang him out like week week week
2: we're too yeah. awesome we're too busy right that's and true too many movies to sit there by us we mean you mike
1: right, <laughs> well, right yeah uh you know you know i had vacation and then we the wife and i bought a new house
0: yes congratulations again
1: Thank you very much. So, uh, we've been moving in and remodeling and renovating and doing all kinds of different stuff with it. Nice. But still, I had time to watch more Adam Sandler movies than anybody should watch in three
0: weeks. <laughs> or ever. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Me too. Yeah. What did you guys think? Let's just, because this is part two of our Summer of Sandler. You can find part one in the show notes and, and on accessviewer.com. Mm-hmm. Um, as a quick rundown, first of all, before we get into each movie individually, where do you guys stand on Sandler now that you've seen this second batch of movies?
1: Well, I was going to... You said... Uh, I said more than more than I should watch in a given time, and you said or ever. <laughs> and it's interesting that you said that. I was going to say, well, the first section we did, Summer Sandler Part 1, started with... Um, I guess we mentioned Air, Airheads, mm-hmm. but kind of started with Billy Madison and ended with Big Daddy. Right. I, I felt like... There was almost some hostility. You just kind of outright hated them all, and I felt like I had to try a little bit to to defend them. Uh, this one, what what I'm excited about with this episode, Summer of Sandler Part Two, is the the stark contrast of the types of movies in this section. Mm-hmm. This this is probably the section that, again. We're doing 2002, 2004, um, and this is kind of just past the height of his success. And this is the one that really made me want to do this project because it has uh, movies that are actually pretty good. And and I won't say right away what those are, but uh, it's the lowest of the lows and some actually really good movies.
2: Agreed.
0: Yeah, I I agree. And it's... Like, I don't necessarily mean to and like just outright antagonize us with this, but... um, (laughs) That's all right, though. I mean, it's... Like, this batch of movies, I kind of came to a um a conclusion about Sandler and his acting and it's uh I'll probably I'll delve into it more when we talk about it but it's kind of like I was just kind of left bored with a lot of the stuff um even with the good movies um I was just kind of just like kind of bored I, like he, he like in the last batch he had his whole like <laughs> stick or whatever that <laughs> As I said, as I said in part one, man, that just was like nails on a chalkboard to me. Um, but with this, he's just very downplayed and just like average and normal to the point of just being completely mediocre to me.
1: Yeah. Well, so. you're ignoring the first movie in this in this episode. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah oh but, yeah. But for the most part, you're right. Very, very right, downplayed. Right. Very muted characters. Yeah. Uh, almost kind of boring characters.
0: Yeah. We'll get more into it when we talk about each movie. But Tiny, what did you think of this batch? Uh, yeah. It it was uh for the most part
2: bare minimum effort on his part. Yeah. Um, these were like career, like middle of your career movies, sort of. Yeah. I, which obviously because of you know where he's at in his career during this period, but. I don't know. It just he just it felt like he almost didn't try to mix it up at all. Um, right. It was just yep. very so be like so subpar. Not mm. even not even par. He just f- stuck to a subpar. Uh, right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Or I'm sorry, above par. Mixing <laughs> up my golf terms here. Right.
0: Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not good. <laughs> right. I'm not a golfer. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it was not yeah well like i said we'll talk more about more about it later or as we so move on. so when we left off we
1: were uh we did summer of sandler part one the 90s right we left off with big daddy and yes. kind of the consensus was that we all kind of liked it and and i think maybe one or two of us said that it, we, we think it's going to end up being the best of his career
0: uh yeah. in terms
1: of his comedies maybe
0: right yeah, okay. my... I
2: think I think I was the
0: dissenter there. Yeah.
1: Mm, okay. Yeah. That's fair. Uh,
2: le- and let me ask also before we
1: move on: Did any of you guys watch these in chronological order? Because I did not.
0: I wanted to, but I I couldn't. The logistics of it was just and it was impossible for me to do. Yeah, that. it was
1: kind of based on availability for me and, yeah. and how I was able to to watch some of them.
2: Exactly. Me too.
1: Yep. <laughs> Most of these were part of my collection. Sadly enough. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Except our first movie. Uh, released uh-huh. November 10th, 2000, Little Nikki.
0: Full disclosure. Go ahead. Disclose. 40 minutes, 48 seconds. That's how far into this f***ing movie I got. <laughs> before just turning it off and saying, alright, I'm not, I'm not gonna put up with any more of this. I couldn't get through this movie. Then I gotta give you an incomplete on your homework assignment. <laughs>
2: I, you know. You're going to have to take the class again next semester. Yeah. I blame yeah.
0: Sandler for that. Because, I mean, it was like, to put this into context, I'm not a person that turns off a movie like that, especially a movie that I'm watching specifically for a podcast that I'm going to be recording and putting out into the world um, to to discuss it and everything. Like, that just doesn't happen at all. And, yeah. But this movie was just so, so terrible that I saw enough of it to know that my opinion was not going to change, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that my opinion was low enough to where it wouldn't change either way because I couldn't think any less of the movie <laughs> yeah, I was kind of yeah.
2: I was kind of proud I while I was watching it i I sent out a tweet that said uh, uh, the point in the movie pitch where someone said there's going to be CGI dog pee <laughs> should have been the point where they said. No, get the hell out of here or something. Yeah, like those yeah. Lines, cause, yeah, that was a mess.
1: Uh, I was, I was
0: thinking his face had to hurt. Oh my god! From doing that face for filming it for months. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, I have a note in in my notes for this. I have a note that says words can't express. It can't. Wow. Well, words can't express my hatred of for Sandler's stupid permanent facial expression in this movie. <laughs> like, just yeah. looking at it was like. I just want to punch him so hard, so repeatedly, so often. Yeah. The other way, so it goes back to normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, uh, did, it didn't really seem to serve a purpose. No. Oh,
2: uh, no, it didn't. I, yeah, so that's, it was so annoying.
0: And his voice was really annoying, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, uh,
1: I'll say I laughed one time. Yeah.
0: What part was that?
1: Uh, I when the, it? It, you, well, you turned the movie off. Yeah. Uh before Carl Weathers showed up.
0: Oh, Carl Weathers was in it?
1: Yeah, as oh. Chubbs from Happy oh. Gilmore. Okay. Which which I chuckled a little. Mm-hmm. Uh and then they did so many Happy Gilmore references that of course it ruined the joke. They really? did all in the hips. They I mean it was all oh. they went way too much. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was annoying. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was
0: off it was awful.
1: Um yep. there's scenes at the beginning like we're in the where they're in the church uh, and somebody says, "Raise the roof." Was this the time when "raise the roof" was was a popular phrase? Uh yeah, sure. It was too because one of the brothers kept doing the. They would they raise the roof in church, and then went,
0: "Hey, hey, hey!" That's right. <laughs> oh, I'm cringing all over again. I know. Um, I know. I know. Let's not let's not downplay this though. The opening scene, the opening sequence featured John Lovitz being raped by a giant bird in hell. <laughs> yeah. Then it was all downhill from there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that was the best stuff they had. Yeah.
0: There's, there's a moment later
1: on, uh, in the kind of to- just before the climax happens, um, when they accuse on on the news they accuse Little Nikki of trying to do something. I don't know, I, I lost track, but mm-hmm. uh, the dog go- goes, it's a setup, and I'm and I'm wondering who was that line for. Right? That's one of those forced lines where the, for the people who aren't paying attention the, to, to catch them up. Jeez. Okay. Is that for the people who are so slow they're not following this movie?
0: Wh- who is that for? <laughs> oh, God.
1: It's a setup. Well, no <laughs> shit.
0: <laughs> See, we're just,
2: we're trying to analyze the movie and <laughs> it, it is not subject to analyzation because it is beyond uh. simple. Yeah. So these questions are not answerable.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's so low that they you know they do raise the roof jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mm-hmm. laughs based on homophobia, which is which is a through line in all of his movies, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and <laughs> the worst part for me was the, the was the really crappy rock soundtrack during like the worst years of rock music. <laughs> Yeah, except yeah. there's a Foo Fighters song, so never mind yeah.
2: that. Oh, and is, this, f- is there a Pod
0: song in this? I think.
2: Yeah, that in- that's included. Yeah. yeah, I was kind of obsessed with Pod. When Me was too. Like uh uh-huh. cool. Don't know that's why. Fine. Yeah, they're not awful, but they're not very good. either.
0: We were the youth of the nation, tiny. Um, <gasps> <sighs> Ugh. <laughs> um, what was there? Was it a Pod song that kind of opened the movie, or was it a different band? I can't remember. No, it was uh, running with the devil, wasn't it? something like that. I don't remember. But it, it can we talk about uh like something that I noticed in this and Mr. Deeds and I'm sure I probably toned it out for the or or tuned it out for the rest of these movies or whatever but a common thing is the line this is one of my biggest pet peeves in all movie and TV and it's encompassed in this line where little Nikki is, or Nikki, is eating chicken, and then he just says the line, uh, Popeye's chicken is fing awesome. Yeah. It's like, really? Like, that most blatant of product placements. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it, it's like, it's like, I can forgive, like, some kind of product placement where it's like, where if he's just eating chicken, and it just shows it there, and it's prominent on screen. But sure. to have him say the line, that this brand is awesome is so, so just bad.
1: Yeah. Um. um it, it. There was a line in that one of my notes is he doesn't know what eating is, but he knows who Tony Montana is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
2: Wow, that's funny.
1: Yeah. Again, maybe I, I was giving it too much credit to uh, pay attention that far to to have made one of those notes, but just bad stuff.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it was just bad bad all around. Um and ironically I think this uh this movie has
2: arguably the like the best cast, including cameos and everything.
0: Yeah, I mean Ronnie Dangerfield's yep. in it. Ronnie Hard- Dangerfield uh Harvey Alan Keitel. Covert's
2: back.
1: Oh god.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... Harvey
2: Kaitel,
1: uh Patricia Arquette, Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm.
2: Reese Fans. Uh,
1: Reese Fans, yeah. yep.
2: Yeah, I mean it's a good
0: good cast. Uh, yeah. Cameos. Um, uh, tr- yeah, Peter Dante. <laughs> yeah, who? We'll it's. Talk, I'll talk about him and
1: Mr. Deeds. Um. So after, after the Water Boy, which made 161 million, and Big Daddy made 163 million, this one made 39 million. Oh, huh. So is this like the? St- I think this is the start of people getting sick of him.
0: I think this is the start of people getting sick of his characters okay mm-hmm. that's um, possible yeah because from there he he reverted back to to kind of big daddy type of fair right um yeah so yeah
2: well except uh are we ready to move on by the way
0: tiny do you have any closing
2: i'll say that i just kind of remember the one part of the movie that i laughed at uh-huh. uh that at least i can remember is uh the part where he's uh they're playing the records and like they try to play the ozzy osborne song backwards and and he's like, no, Ozzy was actually pretty straightforward with his messaging, but and then he pulls out the Chicago album. Yeah, uh, and that that was huh. genuine. I thought that was actually funny.
0: Okay, yeah. I um, I do have one final closing thought on Little Nicky. Please, um, we've been questioning whether Adam Sandler has ever been good, or if his right. talent was merely uh, has merely flung, uh, fluctuated, but after watching Little Nicky, or at least watching forty minutes of it. I'm forced to wonder if his career will ever shake the cloud of shit that Little Nikki has given it. So that's kind of my thought process as I went into the rest of these movies, because I did watch this one first. So are you bash. saying that's the lowest of the low? Yes. You, little Nikki is the lowest of the low for you. Okay. Unequivocally l- lowest of the low. Because, And I will say that because while I hated, 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 hated going overboard, I could at least almost respect what it was trying to do because it was clearly like kind of a highly improvised kind of movie that was made on the fly. This is an established actor, an established team of people creating something that is just absolutely unwatchable for me. Okay. As an obsessive viewer. uh Not only... (laughs) not only are you not doing
1: your homework when it's due, but you're also not getting a jump on your homework because clearly you haven't seen That's My Boy or Jack and Jill yet.
0: <laughs> I have not. I'm saving those for when okay. I absolutely have to watch them. All right. <laughs> so part four. To be continued with part four. Yeah.
1: Uh, so to get back on track before we get off the na- off the rails, uh, he did a movie, The Animal, which was for Rob Schneider. He was just a little cameo. Uh, but then the following summer, he did Mr. Deeds. Yes. And I think this one's a polarizing one. I think it is too. It made yeah. a lot of money again. I mean, it di- it didn't make big daddy money. It made 126 million. Um it was kind of ranks pretty high that summer. Um but I don't know. It's it's not his best, nor is it close to his worst. True.
0: Um yeah, I'll kick off this discussion just really quickly. Um <laughs> Wendy's product placement Come on, <laughs> like that. Yeah. That's the other big one of the of this batch of movies. Is that I mean they literally fly, they stop and park in a Wendy's in a helicopter, and then there's a scene later where he's like, "Hey, buddy, how's how about those Frosties? I can't get them out of my mind." It's like, dude, <laughs> fuck! If you want to go into you advertising, really, you really hate product I, placement. I hate you? it with a passion because like, oh man, it I can't because it literally derails the. I mean art. That's being presented. I mean, it's like it's literally detracting from seeing it's taking lines away from plot and from comedy specifically to sell Frosties. And Tiny, do you hate Pope it as much?
2: No, not at all. Really? No, no. I, wait, no neither well, do wait, I. Wait, I notice it. Like, def- yeah, I definitely notice it, and I'm like, certainly. Uh, product Does it
0: not bother no. you, though, when it infiltrates the dialogue of movies like this? Not in Mystery. No, <laughs> and I think part
1: of it, it
0: for me is that I
1: understand the business. It, yeah. it, like I know – not that this needed a humongous budget, but right. like I know they have to do certain things, especially in a comedy when when I know that um, sometimes they do it for a joke and and so they just – why not add it in as far as dialogue in, in an Adam Sandler movie? Um, See, I just – And, and I, I would even rather that than them watch a movie on a Sanyo TV because they can't use Sony. <laughs>
2: That's true. I don't
0: that that that, doesn't that to me, me is more all. distracting. Like that and like putting stickers on laptops and stuff. That stuff doesn't bother me in the least bit. I just I just hate when it becomes a part of the movie. Like when there, when it's I don't know. It just it just rubs me so much the wrong way that it's it's just i'm really passionate about my hatred of product placement like that like i mean there's and it's in it's in a lot of movies obviously it's a big like you said it's a big part of the industry it's a big part of the the business of filmmaking but you can do it with subtlety you can do it without sacrificing the story or or the or or time from from the movie you can but in this case
1: and you you might go crazy here uh I I'm not even sure that it's totally against character and in fact I think it establishes a little bit of character. You get um his friend what what's the butler's name? Um not the butler, his not not his butler the, but the but the guy.
0: Yeah, the executive guy. The, the um, executive. You I you get
1: uh that he is a little softer um then the other guy and you get that he's developing a bit of a rapport with deeds Mm -hmm.
0: I can I can give you that I can give you that and this is no this is no Popeye's chicken Uh, it's not right but it's still still in the movie and it still just bothers me just uh, on such a deep level that I I, like It can serve the story and it I will concede that it does serve the character development in this movie but it's still like they could have done something different. They could have they could have gone a different route without having to, you know, um, uh, um, get money from Wendy's or whatever, or, or appease.
2: It's a case-by-case stuff. thing with me. Like if yeah. it's in Mr. Deeds or Little Nicky, just do not care at all. Because right. these are those are essentially what i call like a business movie anyways. Mm-hmm. They're sure. just being made strictly on business decisions just to make money essentially. Which yeah. I, th- I think what a lot of these movies are, especially in this time period of his career. Um, it's just all about making money. And so when I'm watching the movie, I'll take like a little bit of escapism and entertainment. And you can... Be as much big of whores as you want to be, but if I'm watching like, you know, a Tarantino movie and I see you know the, the Samsung phones displayed like a freaking billboard or something,
0: you know, that that gets to me a little bit. But
2: nothing like what you're.
0: What well, you're saying. Yeah, I understand. And I'm I mean, just, and I have bigger problems with it. Like in like in House of Cards. Like that's that's the biggest example of just really product placement for me cuz I know
1: but again they have to do that especially with House of Cards
0: yeah but for with, the, for business sense but House of Cards is a much better piece of work than Mr Deeds and it just it bums yeah. me out but my final thing about product placement is that this is this Mr Deeds is a is a remake of 1936's Mr Deeds goes to town and I have to wonder would Frank Capra have put a Wendy's <laughs> <laughs> in his movie <laughs> I bet you he would have if it was 2002
1: he
2: would have yeah
0: Oh, uh, well, all right then. <laughs> uh. If
2: it meant he could make his movie, probably. Yeah. Which there's a lot of movies and TV shows that might not get made without product placement. So, Right. It's a right. bit, I mean, you have to, you have to balance, it's all about balance, you know, you got to balance the business with the art and this movie did not do it. That's true. But a lot of movies do and shows. Yeah.
1: I, you know, I'll give you the bugaboo because there are there yeah, are a yeah. lot of
0: oh yeah, I'm just
2: there
1: thinking. are a lot of lesser things that I hate more. But
0: yeah, and I was thinking me. yeah, and I was thinking about this as I was getting my sandwich from Subway before we started recording. And when <laughs> eat I <fresh>. went to <laughs> eat fresh, <laughs> and when I started when I went to Yogu Latte here in Speedway on Main Street, <laughs> um, for a cherry quadril mocha, um, it was delicious. By the way, yeah, uh-huh. see that didn't serve the podcast at all. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, so, Mr. Deeds. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, Winona Ryder. In a romantic
2: comedy. Playing sort of a villain. Yeah. Yeah, kinda. Yeah. Transformation,
0: but still. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. Charming. Yeah, she was sure. Fine. Yeah, Sure. And then, yeah. and then, again, like, I just, I kind of kept thinking, like, I wonder if Adam Sandler was like, you know what, I want to make out with Winona Ryder. <laughs> and that's why they cast her. I um
1: i mean if that's the case he must do that for a lot of these movies
2: you must really like drew Barrymore than yeah. <laughs> yeah he must yeah. yeah um I'm curious do you guys consider this one of his like characters like one of his adam sandler characters you know no no i don't, I don't except that
1: there there is some malady right he ha- he's yeah. is it just the small town mentality he's got or what
0: yeah. There's something slowing think, him down.
2: I think it's the niceness to a fault. Yeah, okay. he's super super nice and just ridiculously nonchalant. Mm-hmm. I don't. Th- I, I agree. I don't think it's like it's a character. You know, obviously he's not little Mickey. Um, right. but but there. It, it seems like he has to have a gimmick for almost all of his characters. Yeah, maybe that's an unfair judgment because if
1: no, yeah, it is totally fair. If if unfair. he is one of the producers. You know, if he's in charge of making this movie, these movies, or one of the movies, it, he's running with an idea. An idea.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let me put it another way. I think he chooses gimmicks for his characters as opposed to choosing traits. Let me okay. put it that way. That's fair. I, I think that's what he does, and I think that's there's a glaring difference between those two choices. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I see it as... Like My note says Adam Sandler is at his most tolerable when he plays a likable, normal guy. And in this movie, he's a very likable guy. He's normal. He's kind of an everyman, but he's kind of, like you said, kind of a simpleton, kind of uh, nice to a fault and all that. But I don't know if the fact that he's his most tolerable when he's playing these muted, normal characters, I don't know if that's an indication of a lack of range on his part or just a lack of respect for his acting. Um, <laughs> it's the latter, in my it, opinion. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I I see these kind of roles as kind of the 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 height of his acting ability. And I mean, granted, I haven't seen Rain Over Me in a long time, so it will could change when I when we get to that. But wh- right now, with these movies, it's like I like him a lot more when he's not doing anything, um, as opposed to when he's doing. Stupid antics, yeah, um, right.
2: That's true. Yeah, I'll give yeah. you that. Yeah,
1: that's fair. I I think most people would agree with that. Mm. Um, but this—the question, I guess—the real discussion is going to be when we get to the better movies,
0: right? Right. And there are better movies. I was just going to say, and and then the biggest, like, the the big stumbling block for us is that we will keep saying we're going to get to the better movies until we get to the end and realize there are no better movies. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, you're there right. There are, are
1: always better movies. There
0: are, there are. Um, but like I said, I said last time that I don't like Alan Covert. Yeah. Um, like really at all. And mm. I, are are you guys ready for my get ready for my uh my analysis my my statement about him? My uh, go my ahead. jab at him. Okay. Sure. <clears throat> you, you built it up so much. I did. I did. Prepare yourselves, listeners. <clears throat> With a name like Covert. He's not very subtle. So the next movie... <laughs> <laughs> and our was there.
1: No, that's pretty good. I, yeah. I wish you wouldn't have built that up so much, because I, I would have given you a lot more credit had you just placed it in the conversation.
0: No regrets. <laughs> <laughs> not,
1: a, not a single letter.
0: Nope. But no, I, I don't like... In, in Mr. Deeds, he's probably the worst I've seen him in in these movies so far because he's remember this character Mm -hmm. when we talk about anger management.
1: Oh yeah. Remember his role in this movie when we talk about anger management.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, but I have a note like while I don't like Alan covert, I think Peter Dante is a whole bunch worse. Um, yeah. For me, and it's because Alan Covert he isn't he isn't an actor. Um, <laughs> he's just Sandler's friend. Um, but Dante is Sandler's friend who tries to act, but is just like negative one note for me. Because um, he's he's just he does that. He again, it's like nails on a chalkboard to me. Um, Do you guys Dante's see gra- uh, Grandma's boy? Yeah, love that movie. I did, and I, I actually really liked it. So I don't know where the disconnect is there with with me and with them in Sandler movies.
1: Yeah, I didn't like it. I remember not liking it at all.
0: I haven't seen oh. it in a couple years, so it could my opinion could change. I just thought it was kind of a goofy, fun movie, and I really like Linda Cardellini—hyphen heart. Okay. <laughs> um, Funny though
1: that you can't take that kind of attitude with a lot of these Sandler movies.
0: Yeah, it's 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 weird. There's a weird disconnect there that I I don't know exactly how to account for that. Um but let's let's move on and talk about John Totoro. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um he was great. A standout, in this movie. a highlight in oh, yeah. this movie. Definitely. I loved him in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um fair I technical. still
1: uh again we we haven't had a movie in a while where something uh, that is said in an Adam Sandler movie is part of my vocabulary, but the Betty Betty Sneaky Sir <laughs> is something I say quite often.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd forgotten about it until I watched it. Um, yeah. do yeah. you? I, I like the scene where, uh, he, <laughs>
2: where he shows him his foot. Yeah. And, like, he's just, <gasps> oh, you're sick. Why would you do that? <laughs> like,
0: it's so stupid, but it is. It was, For yeah. some reason, it worked. And that scene, like, that swept like wildfire. Oh, yeah. Too, like, people oh, yeah. loved it. Uh, it yep. was a big part of the um uh marketing for the movie too, I think yeah right um yeah in
1: in but not the only laugh in the movie, which is um, more than you can say for a lot of these movies right. it was, there there are more than two laughs in this movie,
0: yeah, by all accounts this is a this is a high point in this batch of movies, mm-hmm. yeah um even though some of the some of the comedy is a little lowest common denominator kind of stuff, like I have a note saying lowest common denominator comedy with a very sloppy half-hearted drama and a lot of the characters are kind of archetypical characters that don't really have that much depth Mm. like the villainous executive guys and 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 you know it's kind of formulaic and stuff but there's kind of this charm to it that this it's this small town guy and fish uh fish out of water kind of thing um so, and i kinda I kind of liked that a lot, and I really like the <laughs> the winchesterton fieldville scene i thought that yeah was- manchester manchesterton fieldville iowa, yeah, I thought that was really winchesterton field winchesterton field yeah But yeah, I thought that was cute and i it was it, i li- i appreciated the awkwardness of it, yep um yeah, totes, yep, yeah, a lot of
1: uh, this one's one of the better ones i don't I think we lost our rating system. Uh, oh, yeah. On the somewhere, somewhere around the wedding singer, but uh, right. Uh, this one's passable.
0: Yeah, and last thing on my notes here is that um, the cats in the fire sequence, where he <laughs> he runs and saves him from the building and all that, I thought it was just so stupid. Yeah, yeah. and it was time filler BS because uh, they spent almost an hour establishing that Deeds is a good guy and he wants to help people, but. This is just reinforcing that, that, uh. Well, and thing. it's also the
1: catalyst for the, the little remix they do to paint him in a bad light. Yeah. Right,
0: right. That's and why
2: I, I would. I think it's okay. Yeah.
1: It doesn't bother oh, me. Oh, I don't think it's funny. Right.
2: Oh, no, yeah,
0: it's not funny. It, <laughs> no, it's, no, 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 no. It fits, but it's, it's I don't horrendous. Think, I don't
2: think it's filler, though.
0: Huh. I sure. don't
2: think it's filler because it serves a purpose in the plot.
0: Sure, sure. Okay. But it could have been cut down considerably.
2: It could have been a much smaller example of his niceness. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But well, they should also, have done something
0: else. Yeah. They should have gone back to Wendy's, guys. <laughs> um, You're right. But You're they, right. Uh, it was also a vessel for the Rob Schneider co- cameo. from. Um, he was reprising his role from Big Daddy, wasn't he? From oh, I, I'm guy. not familiar, could you? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, from Big Daddy, you can yeah. do it.
2: Yeah. I think I've just blocked it out from that. Like, I, I, really? whatever I see him, I'm just like... It's like a green screen, essentially. <laughs> Rob Schneider's a walking green screen. <laughs>
1: Jesus. Yeah. Well, we missed. Uh, I wasn't gonna f- mention it, but he was also in Little Nicky.
0: Was he? Yeah. yeah. Shit. Yeah. Huh. It, it
2: was before, It was after you turned it off, Matt. Okay. So, oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> Giant crowd scene at the end. Are you can. Okay? Yeah. I'm not, oh I'm my not god!
0: That. Did he say that? Yeah. I'm yep. so. I happy. think he was
2: even wearing the same outfit.
0: Uh, okay. He is, and he says, "Bites his freaking head off." Yeah. I am so happy I turned it off now. Yep. Um, oh, that would have just infuriated me. Like we would, if I had stayed through to the end, I'm sure we would still be talking about Little Nikki right now because I would be so pissed off about it. <laughs> Okay. It's wow. Really stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. So, uh, do we have anything else for Mister Deeds? No, not
1: much else to say.
0: Okay. Yeah,
2: here.
1: Mostly because I am excited to talk about uh, the next, the next movie on this list. Uh, in October of two thousand two, shortly after Mister Deeds, this is we get the first real dramatic turn. Right, you you might say Big Daddy is a dramatic term, but again, we kind of established that that's mostly just him uh, trying not to do a character. Right. Uh, but Punch Drunk Love came out. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. I think you guys liked this movie a lot.
0: Yeah. You really like this movie. I have a, I have a sneaking suspicion that you did not like this movie, Mike. Yeah. Uh, it's so it's so Kubrickian that mm-hmm. it hurts. Yeah. Yeah, I, and that's why I say that because I know that you're not a Kubrick fan, but that's, a, that's
1: the scene where he is uh, the phone sex scene, the uh, the establishing scene with that character. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the solitude, the lighting, the music toward the end, uh, the colors. There's the psychedelic colors in mm-hmm. in the movie. It's very Kubrickian.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing that I, I notice and I I appreciate, surprisingly, in Paul Thomas Anderson movies is that he's very Kubrickian. He's very, very influenced by Kubrick. And I mentioned this in the pod chat that he is kind of he's the he's a filmmaker who can get away with emulating Kubrick, which is a big feat because Kubrick is a very unique filmmaker um, mm-hmm. because he does it with talent and he does it with these movies that are an examination of a certain character. Like they're not, they're not Kubrickian to be Kubrickian. They're Kubrickian to be um, a character study of of like one or several characters in in a big piece. Right. And, the types of movies, the types of projects
1: he chooses are very, uh, very solitary. The characters mm-hmm. are very solitary. There's one, and he follows that character. Yeah. I'm thinking of The Master. Well, The Master is more the two of them, but there will be blood for sure.
2: Definitely. Yeah, I you know, I've I Kubrick and PT Anderson have become both two of my favorite filmmakers of all time easily. And uh I you know, I've actually learned to separate the two of them so much. Um I think I think PT Anderson is only like Kubrick visually. Mm-hmm. And that's about it really. I th- I think yeah. Otherwise, their writing is hugely different in my eyes. Um, I would say
1: that except for this movie.
2: Uh, I think this movie is very Kubrickian in terms of the writing. Uh, See, I don't see that. I don't see it at all. I think it's too
0: quirky to be Kubrickian. Yeah, it's too quirky. Okay, maybe.
2: It's it's too um, dialogue-y because, I mean, look at Eyes Wide Shut. Man, movie. I don't know if you've seen that, but... (laughs) drags like a son of a gun um yeah anyway see I, I
1: thought this movie dragged a lot
2: oh see i didn't see that at all i didn't think so either. Mm. Okay. Mm. yeah it's just we just we just differ so much on mike and the two of us right yeah. we do this is definitely a taste one i can see uh
1: clearly i can see that there there's an upturn here from his last role yeah. um i you know we can talk about the movie all we want but again it's the summer of sandler how what do you guys think of sandler in it
2: I liked him. I yeah, mean me too. I, th- I was surprised to see him adapt to such a uh, precise kind of film because you know he, he's such a formulaic actor. Right. Um and filmmaker obviously. Um but again I, th- I, I as an overall theme for at least these two segments of his career that we've analyzed so far, he demonstrates that he's capable of pretty high-level acting. I mean some right. quality acting. But he, that's what I wanted to hit on. He chooses yeah. not to do it most of the time, <laughs> right? And right. That's the, exactly. It, that's the biggest issue I have with him. He 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 sort of operates as a businessman as opposed to an artist, um, right? Or, or maybe just kind of a guy who wants to get his friends together and make a dumbass movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Which oh, maybe once a while, once in a while, okay, but that's just about all he's done over right. the last two decades or so.
0: And he's got kind of a. In this movie, he's it's a subtle performance, and it's very it it makes me wonder if it's more a, a uh, if it's more a note for um I fumbled that it makes me wonder if this is more to do with his his choosing to act this way like to actually act in a movie or if it's due to P T Anderson's directing because it mm. could have been that he pulled the performance out of Sandler.
1: Um, well, I don't want to throw you under the bus, but go right you did not watch Spanglish, right?
0: I d- I, I for this didn't project. get a chance to, but I did see it before, and I remember liking it a lot. But does he? Does I
1: I would argue there's real talent there.
0: Okay, I'll I'll have to revisit it and I'll have to dig up a copy and find uh, reevaluate it. But he, and then uh, even Airheads. I mean, he he was he did some acting in Airheads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but I will say that Punch Drunk Love for me. Um, just as a movie, I, I loved it as, as a movie, as a character study, as, as a, uh, as a nice piece about a guy with, like, suffering from kind of a, kind of a depression and, and finding love and, and overcoming his, his anger and stuff like that. Um, I, li- I liked it a lot. Um, small piano and everything. Um, <laughs> and I would go so far as to say that this movie is, Kind of the, um, and again having not seen Spanglish for this ep- for this episode, this movie Punch Drunk Love is like the equivalent of what Bulletproof was for me in the first segment. Like I wish mm. that he did more roles like this. I wish that okay. he yeah. that nice. he was that he would branch out more. But apparently he only has one of those every decade or every five years. Yeah, yeah.
2: I really loved uh, his chemistry with Emily Watson. I mm-hmm. thought. I mean, she's. I- I've seen her in tons of stuff. She's never bad. Right. She's always a terrific. She's the opposite of Sandler. <laughs> right. um, she's a terrific actress. But I, I was kind of surprised to see him, like, ascend to her level as far as the chemistry goes in this. Because um, I thought they were terrific together. I totally bought them as a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I loved that. And and also another thing to say about this movie and P.T. Anderson's writing. Is he's like one of the least predictable writers I can think of. Like, mm-hmm. you just never know where this movie or pretty much any of his movies are going to take you. Mm-hmm. you just you can't yeah. predict what the next step is, and <laughs> I think that's a fun aspect of his writing. Well, right. he writes the way. Um...
1: I, I've always read that like some really good writers, really good like novelists, write in a way where they'll find a character, and then they'll just start writing without knowing what the ending is going to be. Right. And I wish that I could write that way. I, I cannot. I, I have to know where it's going to go. Um, and they kind of just like let their characters make the decisions for them. And, and I think that's pretty clear in all of P.T. Anderson's work, and evidently here in Punch Drunk Love as well.
2: Yeah, it's a form mm. of creative genius, in my opinion, to be able to do something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely that's how uh Stephen king writes and a lot of his his books don't kind of shows end well yeah yeah um so there's there's kind of the uh the middle ground of that of that form right of, uh, and
1: there are writing. times where it doesn't uh turn out well for pt anderson did you guys see the master
0: yeah yeah that didn't i thought the first didn't... half of
1: that movie was fantastic so
0: did i Agreed. Uh, uh, also not to go on a tangent but his the filmmaking in that movie was just astounding yeah. um, like there was a scene where I don't think there's like any dialogue but Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix is on the beach yeah it's like a very like wide shot and it goes on for like a long time mm-hmm. and I remember seeing it in the theater and I saw it at Keystone Art here in Indianapolis and I had had like three or four beers before going in and I was <laughs> just like I really gotta take a Piss. <laughs> But I still appreciated the filmmaking of that movie. Yeah. 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 So, and he he's very very good with those kind of wide wide shots, wide angle shots, and all like stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's one of the things I like about him. But we'll save that for our P.T. Anderson retrospective. Sure. Uh Uh,
1: When it opened in October of '02, it opened on five screens its opening weekend, and ultimately only made close to eighteen million, which is his lowest. Uh, since uh, I guess Billy Madison.
0: Oh wow!
2: But that's pretty typical
0: for a PT Anderson movie. That's true.
2: Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did it have any Oscar buzz? Do you guys remember? Because I, I remember it was pretty. It was a good like uh, critical success. I mm-hmm. thought. I I don't recall.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I don't
1: recall either.
0: Yeah, I know. I know Sandler didn't get nominated. Clearly. No. Um, because I don't think he'd ever let us forget it. I don't. It's I don't non- know the guy. But. Yeah, I don't. I don't um, think
2: he'd dwell on it whatsoever. I
0: don't think so either. I just wanted to make that joke.
2: Um, <laughs> well, I'm looking at IMDb right now. Not nominated for any Oscars. Okay. It's nominated for one Golden Globe. Oh. Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture, Comedy or Musical. Adam Sandler. Shh, Louise no Guzman. Oh,
0: that's awesome. <laughs> 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 wow. Okay. Yeah. Huh. I'm surprised. Uh, Suck it, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. just trying to make a joke. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: gotta say, I got to say that I got to say Suck it! <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. I don't know. I it's sugar!
0: Go. Oh, God.
2: <laughs> All right. Popeye's, moving Popeye's
0: it. chicken is f-ing delicious. <laughs> it's f***ing awesome. Fucking awesome. F-ing awesome. Yeah. God, I hated that so much. Anyway, so moving on.
1: <laughs> uh, we're going to stick, I think... Or at least for me, in a positive point in his career. This is a weird left turn, I think. It's his first animated movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, That holiday season in 02, just one month after Punch Drunk Love, uh, November 2002, Eight Crazy Nights. Did you guys see this movie?
0: Eight cra- uh, Crazy Nights. Crazy Nights. I did not get a chance to watch this all the way through. I started it, and then I, I was really sleepy, so... I, apologize. I asked. Uh,
1: I asked if you guys had watched them chronologically early on because this is the last one I watched. In fact, okay. I watched this uh, just hours before recording it. So I watched Little Nicky, uh, and I watched <laughs> Anger Management, which we'll get to in a little bit, which were turd sandwiches. Right. Uh, and this was actually a breath of fresh air. Totally.
0: Nice.
2: Surprisingly, was yeah.
0: I liked what I saw of it. I I really liked the animation. Um. And I yeah, liked- hand
1: drawn. Yeah, you don't see that a lot anymore.
0: You really don't, and uh, it was that uh, like that itself was refreshing. And I, I got it. I got a taste of the story and everything, and I, I liked it because you don't like with holiday movies. It's always like dominated by Christmas and all that. And I mean, this is a Hanukkah movie. You don't see that at all, really. Yeah, um, and it was just and they play on that. There's a
1: yeah the scene toward the end where uh, where Whitey is is losing the award, the patch that he wants to get, hmm. and the I, I, it's either the mayor or. John Lovitz, when I think it's the mayor when he's when he's addressing the town and the and the youth basketball league, and he says to all those people out there celebrating Christmas, Merry Christmas, everybody cheers. And then he goes into all the uh, the the Jewish families around here celebrating Hanukkah, Happy Hanukkah. And then in the back of the room, two 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 people are like, Happy
2: Hanukkah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Which I, I laughed
2: out loud. That was pretty funny. That's how every Jew feels on Hanukkah. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you're right. This was a breath of fresh air. Um, surprisingly for me, um, because it does have a bunch of typical um, Sandler flaws, Sandler movie flaws. Um, there yeah. are and his voice. Yes, so, <laughs> three times. So much. Um, I kept a track. Well, I try to sort of keep a loose mental list of the like bottom of the barrel kind of jokes. I think there's like two fart jokes. There's at least. Three or four poop jokes, and there's like two or three burping jokes. Yeah, it's like that's to me a bodily function joke is scraping the bottom of the barrel. (laughs) It is, however,
1: in this case because it's a children's movie, I gave it a pass.
2: Not a children's movie. It's a PG-13, so I guess you're right. It's not a children's movie, but it's a it's a preteen movie. Another huge problem I had with this movie, I think this is probably the most egregious example of him pulling expletive punches because he drops some really blatant, like heavy, like, oh that's bullshit. Yeah. Stuff like that. True. And it's it 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 it's like he bounced back and forth between like, oh, this is like a G an- or a G rated animated movie and that's a P- PG thirteen animation and it really did not mesh well at all for me. Huh. It yeah, really, I, I really did not like that part of it at all.
1: You're right. I, I'll give you that. I guess I mistook it for a children's movie most of the time. Right. And in a kids movie, you, I can give that stuff a pass. The the fart jokes and the burp jokes.
2: Well, there's a half dozen half dozen anthropomorphized deer, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, yeah. And yeah. musical numbers, musical numbers, yeah. And yeah. they're they're cute, fun kid movie songs.
0: I would yep. like to say something in defense of fart jokes. Go ahead. <clears throat>
2: that was a terrible fart It was sound. really Did you blow, terrible. just blow
0: your nose? I'm going to Did you edit, sneeze? In. I'm tight. edit in a, no. a fart noise We're going to talk about it so much, you have to read it <laughs> in. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll put one in post. Um, no, I appreciate fart jokes and everything when they're done right, and I didn't get far enough in this movie to really get the fart jokes. But I would just like to say that I don't see it as scraping the bottom of the barrel if you have a well-constructed fart joke.
2: Yeah, <laughs> con- context- <laughs> It depends on context, but these were not good ones.
0: Yeah, I I will concede to that opinion. But I just want to say that fart jokes on the whole, I appreciate. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I I don't feel like there's a whole lot to say here. Voice work is something else. Um, If you're trying to rate the mercurial nature of Adam Sandler's career, this one is, you almost can't put it on there. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, uh, should we move on?
0: Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was Alan Covert's role in this movie? Oh, very little. He oh. was the voice
1: of um, somebody, but not not in it very much at all. Oh, I will also add um, that Rob Schneider as the Chinese waiter oh my God. was incredibly offensive.
2: So racist. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But I, mean, I loved him as the narrator. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I agree. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, th- I really enjoyed that. It was... Uh, like a sort of a Christmassy, or in this case, a Hanukkah-y type narration, animated movie type narration, yeah. fun and, and warm and and, and cheerful. and uh-huh. I liked it a lot.
0: Much like uh-huh. a fart. Well, yeah.
2: I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you just
1: trying to have more instances where you fart so you have to edit them in?
0: Uh, yeah, but also just I don't have much to say about this movie. <laughs> the love
1: interest Jennifer in the movie played by Jackie Sandler. His wife. His wife. Oh,
0: I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she was fine. Yeah, she was alright.
1: Uh, that spring, uh, April eleventh, two thousand three, uh, he released *Anger Management*, which actually made yes. a buttload of money—hundred thirty-five million dollars.
0: With this movie, do you think that it was just, "Hey, I want to work with Jack Nicholson"? Yes. Yeah. Yes, and they so.
1: stopped thinking after that.
0: Yeah. I I mentioned this in the pod chat. I watched that. The, I watched this this morning before I went to sleep or tried to go to sleep, and like I I I mentioned in the pod chat that I fell asleep during a large portion of this movie, but I feel like Sandler did the same thing because he's <laughs> just really bland and mediocre in the, in this movie. Like he wasn't even trying. Mm-hmm. He was just. It was it was kind of bizarre to see him like that cuz usually he's either really high or he's a mediocre kind of middle yeah. ground of a character with like little flashes of little character pieces mm-hmm. in in with him. But here he's just like going through the motions. I was wondering at times
1: if he was if that was the character he was playing. If he was playing, I don't really know what to say in this instance, so I'm just going to be quiet uh and just do my Sandler mug. Or if it was just Sandler not trying. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to go with you and it's Sandler not trying, but mm-hmm. uh, there are times where the the character is so much like what Adam Sandler is trying to do that I was confused, where, where he kind of gets away with it. But make no mistake, I hated this movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Same here.
2: I was surprised that I didn't see his eyes moving back and forth like he was reading his lines <laughs> off of a cue card. Yeah. that's
0: exactly how it felt. Yep. exactly yeah. how it felt. Like, but there were. Oh God, God. I was
2: gonna say I'll side with Mike to an extent. His 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 uh, counterpoint that I think maybe it is. It was an aspect of his character, and you know when he chooses. When he chooses uh, gimmicks for his characters as opposed to traits, like I said earlier, he does harp on them freaking hardcore. Mm-hmm. So right. m- maybe it was an attempt on his part for sure. that, and we were just misinterpreting it. But I, I don't, I, I don't want to give him that much credit. <laughs> so
1: let me let me say this. Let me ask mm-hmm. this about about his character, and I guess the movie that premise. <laughs> so he's shy. He's shy Mm -hmm. and can't kiss his girlfriend, his fiancée, or or, uh, his would-be fiancée. Right. So he gets sent to anger management. Nowhere in this movie, except when pushed to the brink, are we given any indication that he needs anger management. It's absurd. It's beyond absurd. Mm
2: -hmm. It really is. He just needed some therapy.
1: Yeah, exactly stuff. at least yeah. little nicky and as be- and i don't and i don't want to say that little nicky is better than this movie clearly it's not because of the character the whole time but at least little nicky had a premise and stuck to it there is no premise there is no need for him to be in anger management
2: it's ridiculous agree 100 i agree it drove me nuts yeah he he just needed like a he needed someone to talk to yeah he, he yeah. didn't need an anger, exactly or, yeah it it did not
1: it was the the way he tears down the walls of his life that he has built up nearly gets him fired it mm -hmm. confronts bullies this has nothing to do with the real problem that uh the character had agree oh
0: yeah and i will i will going back to to his to to the uh You guys positing the theory that he is just playing a character and that's, that's what the character called for. I am going to disagree wholeheartedly with that. Okay. Um, just because there were scenes, like, uh, pretty much the majority of scenes where he is playing against Jack Nicholson, they're, they're talking. He's supposed to have like this emotional or this dramatic, semi-dramatic reaction to, and every single time I looked and it was just, a completely lifeless presence on screen. Like you couldn't, there was no, I don't yeah. even want to, I don't want to say depth because I don't even know that the script really called for depth, but it called for a certain kind of, a certain kind of energy, I guess. And it was kind of like when just watching Sandler, like the, like just the, just his face, it was just like, he's just completely not present at all. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, um, I'll I'll agree with that to an extent. And plus it's I oh man, I don't know. I'm trying to think of how to articulate it as well, but um shoot, I forgot what I was gonna say. Damn it. Take, it, take <laughs> it's it, all my, good. My bad. Um never mind.
0: Oh, okay. Um This
1: is this is in an interesting time. Um his children were born his the first of his children. Uh, were born in 2006 and i don't want to jump the gun on it that we'll talk about this a little more in, in the summer of sandler part Three. Oh my god there's four parts uh <laughs> we'll talk about this more that's kind of when he has kids in oh six you can definitely see that he takes that turn toward uh the, the family fair mm-hmm. this I, I don't know what this movie is for this like mr deeds is a paycheck movie
0: yeah yeah totally and an opportunity to work with jack nicholson and jack nicholson sure yeah.
1: um i will say and i made a note here and and i was kind of i was doing like a <laughs> i was doing a workout while watching the movie so i was like watching the beginning it out, out of the corner of my eye and the meeting scene where he first goes to the anchor management class and he meets all the characters mm-hmm. i think it's constructed well
0: mm-hmm. sure sure uh
1: there there are good characters that of course don't go anywhere it's an adam sandler movie um <laughs> But but it starts out well. I'm like, okay, this could be good.
0: Mm-hmm. Again, John Turturro. Yeah, he was great. Uh, he's always great. Uh, even right. in Transformers, he's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, and I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll give it that. That was the high point of the movie for me. That was kind of a, a highlight of the movie for me. Not because January Jones was uh, a lesbian porn star. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> but, just I hate
1: January Jones so much.
0: Uh yeah. I you know. She's not very good. Right. But she's not. she was cool in this one.
2: Um, <laughs>
1: no, but I, I i don't even think she's that attractive. I, I don't get it. I don't get it.
2: Does Amanda know that you're gay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think actually that. she does. <laughs> I think she's smoking hot. I just think she's she, a terrible actress.
0: I think she's hot. I mean, you know.
1: She's beautiful. I mean, she is beautiful in the traditional sense, but she is not I, I guess it's the comic book nerd coming out in me. Uh she is not the white queen Emma Frost. Right. She is not. And and that is just not fair that they cast her in that role. So I guess I'm kinda like offended and, and hold a grudge. <laughs>
2: her la- That was a
1: mess. And she's also not a good actress, so that kinda <laughs> yeah. bugs.
0: That's me. what I was gonna say. Her lack of acting ability and, and range really downgrades her attractiveness for me. <laughs>
1: she might be the reason I quit watching mad men wow
0: she is one of several reasons why i quit watching mad men (laughs) (laughs) sure yeah 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 that's a good point What were we talking about (laughs) so january jones makes out with a girl (laughs) no oh uh, um
1: that that new metal score it's almost like fred durst did the score for this movie oh yeah like really uh high-pitched empty snare drums in like new metal rap rock it was awful. Oh my God. Like every time there was, because again, I was watching out of the corner of my eye, so it was mostly sound. And anytime there was a scene where they were driving or doing something, anything that necessitated score, of mm. course, I would cringe.
2: <laughs> I can't even remember the I, uh,
1: the music.
0: Like I said, I fell asleep during a large portion yeah. of this.
1: Also, uh, Johnny Mac, the Johnny McEnroe, yeah. the, the in and out joke, it's in, it's out, yeah. is so played out.
0: It was you know, it felt played out when he when he was in um Mr Deeds. Yes. Exactly. It was like because like, when when did the whole John McEnroe thing happen? When did 80s. when did that occur? Oh the eighties. The eighties, yeah. 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 So it felt like okay, maybe Sandler just met John McEnroe somewhere and liked him as a person and he Alan coverted him. <laughs> um yeah. That's that's my rationale for why he's he in Allen two con- movies. Alan
2: converted him into his cult. God damn it. <laughs> oh, my. yeah. Wordplay.
1: <laughs> I mean, he does that with a lot of people. I mean, that, that yeah. happened with... um. <sighs> why can't I think of his
2: goddamn name? It's starting to happen with Shaq.
1: Which <laughs> is yeah.
0: Yeah. It him.
2: happened with... Yeah, it is huh. now
1: on with Shaq.
0: Right. Has with... Shaq been in multiple movies? At least yeah. two. Yeah. Not he was... In...
1: What's what? He was, Blen- in, Grown- he was in Blended, and he was also in the Grown Ups movies. Oh yeah, crap! <laughs> yeah, crap. Crap is exactly right. Uh, Henry Winkler is the name I was trying to think of, uh, by the way, oh, and yeah. I didn't look that up. It just came to me because I right. should know Henry Winkler. Yeah, I yeah, like. So him that that play. happened with him, and he's just fine.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Uh. So anyway, the w- weird thing about this movie, I I did see this in theaters, and it was kind of. Uh I think little Nicky even turned me off to Adam Sandler. So there was like the big uh my Adam Sandler High with Big Daddy when that came out. And then for like 4 years I didn't really pay attention to him. And then Anger Management came out and I saw it just kind of cuz I used to like Adam Sandler and I remember liking it when I saw it, but remembering or, or, but I remember thinking that it was different. And I think the different was it was not good. <laughs> yeah. Whereas um, Big Daddy was good.
0: Yeah. I think Little Nicky just, you know, didn't just turn me away from Adam Sandler. It almost turned me away from movies as a whole. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Jeez. I hated that movie so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It was pretty terrible. Yeah. So, I mean, Anger Management, it had like one or two points that I thought were worthy of the celluloid it used, but... um. Right, I don't. Know. It know.
1: is either the best of his bad movies or at the very bottom end of his good movies.
0: Yeah, I'll agree with that. Man, I it I was, can't decide
2: which. It was so remarkably unforgettable, or I'm so so remarkably forgettable to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, I I think it's just barely a notch above Little Nicky.
1: Oh, wow. okay, okay, just wow, wow. I
0: don't the know. script for me, so far, were... we still got two parts left. Right, right. Sorry, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I'm gonna say. Uh, the, uh, thinking now what happens in part four, this is definitely at the bottom of the okay list.
0: Right. Okay. He, the the script was probably the biggest hurdle for me. Sure. Were, yeah. Yeah. There were so many that in, in Sandler's phoned in performance, but there were so many instances where they're like, Oh, we're doing this thing. Oh no, wait, I'm just joking. Like that was prevalent throughout the whole damn movie where they just did like a little thing where it was like almost a little bit of conflict but then they reel it back and it's like oh i'm just joking i'm getting you back for something earlier and it's like it's this cheeky thing and i'm like the hell i don't that's stupid it's so stupid and it's and it, like there's so there's such lifeless performances
1: yeah pulling ha, there off. there is no character establishment that says these are jokey kind of guys
0: right right yeah
1: that that's like the best that they could come up with to show that they don't want to kill each other in that moment. Yep. I guess. Yep. I don't know. It's bad.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yep. So anger management sucked.
1: Anger yeah. management sucked a lot. Yeah. Very Suck, much. Sucked lots of things. <laughs> um, so after anger management, uh, almost a year later, uh, February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day, 04, romantic comedy, the re teaming, they brought back. Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore for fifty first dates. I
0: forgot that we had this one left. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, there's this one and one more. Spen yeah. Bush.
0: Um, this movie was basically Adam Sandler saying, "Hey, I want to film something in Hawaii." Yeah.
1: Yes, it was, and he is he has gone on record to admit that. Right. That that is what these movies are for. Like all of these, uh, when he does location scenes in movies, it started with this one, uh, and he has admitted that that is exactly what he's doing
0: however i really like this movie a lot
2: it's very sweet and
0: it is it's very sweet yes i I liked it i i did like it i will go on record and say that i did enjoy it quite a bit although i will say that the premise alone is just at the end of it when when they're when they're when it's all kind of cutesy and everything and everything's wrapped up like a tidy bow and everything all i kept thinking was what a tragic tragic character drew barrymore is Mm -hmm. Like, it is
1: i can't and and just the I, I guess this is the asshole in me but the burden <laughs> on him for the rest of his life yeah to
2: have to deal with the bad
1: days like yeah. the good days are gonna suck but he also has the bad days forever right but
2: she gets to fall in love with him all over again every day i yeah. guess
1: <laughs> after she deals with like aging and right <laughs>
2: Um, let, uh, Matt mentioned the premise. Let me say this real quick. I have to say this. As someone who has had amnesia, have amnesia, I, I tweeted this, uh, like last week. Uh, there's like a 36 hour period of my life. I don't remember at all. When really? I, yeah, when wow. I Expand on this. I think I told you the story. I, I, Probably. Hit, when I was eight, I fell. I was actually at Market Square Arena where the Indiana Pacers used to play. Uh, I fell 10 feet, landed on my head on solid concrete, and had a severe concussion. And, wow. Yeah, I was knocked unconscious for about 24 hours. I woke up in the hospital. But uh, the whole day, we were actually seeing the circus, ah! uh, Market Square Ooh. Arena. Um, I don't remember any oh, of the circus. Yeah. I remember none of the day. And obviously the 24 hours I was unconscious, I don't remember. So I have suffered from an- amnesia. Um, and so I've researched a little bit. This movie, obviously amnesia, is the biggest plot point of the movie, arguably. And so... Yeah. I think I, inarguably. I think when I watched this movie, um, I, I would say love is the, the biggest plot point, but whatever. <laughs> <God> <laughs> damn it so much. <laughs> Touche. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I think I researched it when I watched this movie. Uh, The type of amnesia that Drew Barrymore has and that Alan Covert's character has where Alan Covert's character can't remember any new memories past like 10 seconds. Uh, and, 10 second time. Right, 10 second time. Mm-hmm. And then Drew Barrymore... Can only remember one day. That type of amnesia is so rare that mm-hmm. it is statistically impossible for two people that have it to live on Hawaii. Wow, that's wow. how well, rare it is kind of. Although is. it's stati- although it's statistically impossible, not literally
1: impossible. <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Statistically, and who's to say that uh, that this is just? It, it's you know that doctor. Uh, played by Dan Aykroyd, is not like the leading doctor on that. So Alan Covert character, Ten Second Tom, didn't move there.
0: Hmm.
2: Oh, that's true. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Again, too much credit. Yeah, you are. But, yeah, <laughs> but, but Anyway.
0: <laughs> you ruined my my main point, Matt or it's, Mike. <laughs> damn it. It's it's Adam Sandler wanted to film in Hawaii. Let's just get yeah. back to that. <laughs> yeah, you're Let's right. Not think too hard right. on this.
1: Um, this is this one. Uh, I showed this at school, and the students really liked it a lot. Uh, but it really towed the line of what's in a, what's appropriate to show at school. This is, <laughs> this is another one of those not a kids' movie, but definitely not.
2: Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, I actually I didn't get to watch it for this, hmm. um, just because I didn't have time. I couldn't find a copy of it. But I, I remember watching it like around when it came out, and I liked it. Um, it's a cute movie. Yeah,
0: cute is about the best way I can. Come to describe it, and I'm a, I am a, um, I, am an unabashed, or unashamed, or whatever, um, fan of the rom com genre. Yeah, um, same here. Yes, I hold a, hold it in a very dear place in my heart. So, and I appreciated this for that. I mean, you know, I've seen a lot of rom coms. I've seen a lot of good rom coms. I've seen a lot of just deplorable rom coms. Mm-hmm. This was pretty good.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. There are things that are very not good about it. I hate Rob Schneider so much as Ula. I can't even remember him.
0: You don't even have to say as his character's name. I just I just don't like him. <laughs> just
1: <hate> Rob Schneider. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what? I haven't seen it in several years, but I kind of liked uh, Deuce Bigelow.
0: Really? I don't think I ever saw it because Rob Schneider never saw yeah, it. Yeah,
1: because Rob Schneider.
2: Uh, in um, this... um I'm sorry.
1: On ahead. the on the Amanda scale, she actually really really likes this movie a lot.
2: Oh, nice. Oh, nice.
1: Which says something. I, she she has a, a pretty strong critic's eye for, you know, she, she doesn't, uh, she isn't able to articulate the way she feels about movies in the same way we are, but mm-hmm. she's kind of like, she just has a, a sense about it. She knows <laughs> a, a bad movie and a good movie, and okay. she thinks it's a good movie.
2: Nice. I accept it. I yeah. I accept that. Yeah. Is there, I'm trying to remember, is there a scenario in the film where uh rob schneider is supposed to like attempt to mug her and then adam sandler saves her is that like he was trying to set up that scenario but it backfires I th- yes yeah yeah i, th- I thought okay. that was kind con- like she ends up beating the shit out of him with a baseball yeah, bat or something with a bat. Yeah. That's, yeah that's funny yeah. yeah yeah it's you know it it kind of yeah it was a bit tropey but but still cute
0: Yep. Yeah, that's it. And it's just, again, back to the premise. That must be so exhausting for Adam Sandler's character. <laughs> <laughs> so exhausting. I mean, I appreciate it as a creative exercise. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, says a lot about my whatever. Yeah. Uh, my brain. But it, um, it just, man, that's, it just bummed me out by the end. Cause I mean, it's a, it's a happy, sweet movie, but then it's also like, dude, what a, Hell, her life is. Yeah, like she can't remember the biggest moments of her life. She has to re- rely on a videotape and, and journal and stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, first time that uh, Sean Astin was in one of his movies returned oh, yeah. again in Click. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm man, that movie. I'm I'm. I don't know how I'm feel about going to it. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But,
1: we will talk about know. that. Because we have disagreeing viewpoints.
2: Yeah. yeah. One thing I remember, and enjo- another thing I remember enjoying about this that, that seemed almost out of character for a Sandler rom-comy movie was the uh, the clever use of music. Um, if I remember correctly, there's on like something about her character, uh, Drew Barrymore's character, on the days that she meets Adam Sandler's character, she will sing a particular song wouldn't it be nice Beach Boys right (laughs) yep yeah and so yeah like it was kind of that's kind of a fun thing like sort of a I don't know I mean I don't know it's a conceit I mean it's definitely a cheat yeah 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 definitely
0: when Tiny when you said Beach Boys I was so I was waiting for you to say I was waiting for you to say Beach Boys right yeah keep it that way I just I thought that that's what you were building up towards because Mike was singing it. Ah, uh, oh. so yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, sorry. No, I'm not a dick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, like, I like I like it when Mike.
2: I like it when Mike sings.
0: So do I. So do I. Yeah, good I save. Nice. Right? Yeah. No. <laughs> Makes me swim for a summer. Um, swim for the summer. <laughs> <laughs> Reference. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, you know, and it's funny. Like Mike, you mentioned that you own a lot of these movies in this in this segment. The only, yeah. the only one I, that I own of this batch is Punch on Love, And, I mean, I could probably see myself seeing 51st Dates again. I don't know if i necessarily own it, but I did like it enough to want to see it again at some point. Yeah, me too. So I guess that's about as high a compliment as I can give it. Yeah. Uh, or any Sandler movie. <laughs> um,
1: I think this one is better than that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, better than what?
1: Better than at least you wanted to buy. Oh, it Isn't yeah, the, yeah. like the only okay.
0: one you own. Um, no, I own Funny People. Oh, okay. Um,
1: that'll be fun to get to. Yeah. So, uh, Fifty First Dates was released in 04. to round out our summer of Sandler Part Two. It's interesting how how you scheduled these, Matt. I'll uh, full disclosure to our audience, Matt yeah. scheduled which ones. Uh, We were going to talk about this is the last Adam Sandler movie that was released while we three were in high school.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah. (laughs) December 17th, 2004 Spanglish.
0: Yes. And I didn't get a chance to watch this movie because I couldn't find a copy of it. Uh, My sister owns a copy of it on on DVD, but I mean, she has two kids and her room's a mess. Uh, Yeah. But I so I couldn't find I couldn't dig out a copy of it. But I man, I really wanted to. I yeah. really wanted to, because I remember really, really liking this movie. Again, this goes back to my kind of my <laughs> fetish for rom-coms. Um, yep. And this is more of a rom drum, isn't it?
1: It's absolutely a rom
2: drum. Yes.
0: Hmm. So tell yep. us how Spanglish is, Mike.
2: Because, oh, Tiny, you didn't watch it either? Yeah, I've never seen it. Oh, you've never seen it? Okay. I, I think I watched it in the midst of an argument with my girlfriend at the time. Oh. <laughs> so I, be- I, remember, I literally remember nothing.
1: Uh Okay, in this segment, Summer of Sandler Part 2, 2000 to 2004, it is far and away the best Adam Sandler movie. And I'm pretty sure it is my favorite of his altogether. Oh, wow. It is not just a good Adam Sandler movie. It is a great movie. It is a fantastic movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite movies, As Good As It Gets, was also directed by James L. Brooks. James L. Brooks, uh, moan, mostly known for his work on The Simpsons, early Simpsons stuff, uh, but also directed As Good As It Gets with Jack Nicholson, which is one of my favorite movies, like I just said. Uh, so he did Spanglish, uh, and I feel like not a lot of people have seen this movie. And it came at a very unfortunate time in Adam Sandler's career, obviously, post-Little Nicky, right after Anger Management. Uh, Strunk Love was was critically acclaimed but didn't do well. And so it was kind of like there was definite Adam Sandler fatigue. Um, and this movie is fantastic. And it's a shame more people haven't seen it. I'm bummed for you, Tiny, that you haven't seen it. Because yeah. this would be. This segment would have had a very different tone, I think, if you guys had seen Spanglish
2: Absolutely. for it. Absolutely. I, I, that's why I'm so mad that I haven't seen it. No. I, I'll tell you what, though. I was this close to. Uh, upping my Netflix subscription to a disc subscription just to
0: get this movie. Really? Oh, yeah. wow.
2: That's how close I was to getting it.
0: I will do you one better and say I almost went to Best Buy to buy it. Wow, um, yeah, wow. you I, should have. It's I, at least worth a
2: $5 bin movie.
0: Oh, yeah. I totally should have, but I mean, I just, you know, I didn't have time. I yeah. need to sleep. Well, based,
2: um, based on what you're saying, I will definitely see it at some point.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Maybe we it's, can add It's something. just so great. It's yeah. It's about relationships and it's about family. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, on the poster for it and on the DVD, clearly Adam Sandler is front and center. He He's mm-hmm. by far the biggest star in it, despite Taylor Leone and Cloris Leachman in it. Adam Sandler is, is the star of the movie. But what it wisely does where all of the other Adam, Adam Sandler movies don't do, uh, it, it's uh he's not the focal point. He's at least not the center of the movie. Mm-hmm. And the center of the movie is newcomer, I guess, Shelby Bruce, who is uh, – christina moreno who plays the daughter of the nanny of the house where adam sandler and his wife uh john klasky and deborah klasky live and they're of course in shambles tay is a wreck um and it just it, it plays on christina's reactions to that family christina and her mother are mexican immigrants uh working for adam sandler who is who his family is very wealthy and he's the the best chef in the United States, according to a review and it's just cool to see um, those relationships evolve throughout the movie and, and it's you know about this mother and her daughter and that kind of relationship and it's just so well done uh, it, it's a shame this is, this is far and away the I wish he would do movies like this movie yeah. for me
0: Question for you, Mike. Sure. This came out like what 2005? 04. 04. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So, um, this Christmas. Was 04. Before he had kids, or like he's made the switch to family comedy kind of things. So would you say that this is like a good middle ground of that to where he has the maybe I don't know. I don't want to say that he should have never had kids but maybe if uh, <laughs> No but I mean do you think that it, it, this is a good indicator of where he is in his life because he he doesn't have the the pull of of making movies for his kids but he wants to mature as as an actor and as as an artist and all that, but then again, also I don't perhaps, I, but yeah. reign over
1: me and funny people okay. are evidence against that point. That's, That's what true.
0: And again, I don't like he didn't have anything to do with the uh, the writing of it or, or the the directing. I don't think. Yeah. But
1: right, but but we he, could ask. Yeah. And you kind of asked this before: Is that like Punch Drunk Love? Is this an example of P. T. Anderson or James L. Brooks getting a good performance out of Adam Sandler, or? Uh, good material getting a good performance out of a subpar actor or is can adam sandler act and this i think more than punch drunk love or more than uh you know mr deeds i guess or the earlier ones uh big daddy this is adam sandler can act
0: okay i remember i i remember thinking that when i said there are
1: takes he does in in this film that he doesn't do in any of his other movies except perhaps rain over me where where um, you know, he doesn't do the Adam Sandler laugh. He doesn't really do the voice. There there are times where you can tell he's a funny type of guy, but you, you actually see pain in his eyes, which is funny because this comes only a year after anger management where you see <laughs> nothing but death in his eyes. Right.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'm going to have to dig it up and, and, and buy it and then maybe we can add something to, to part four or part three and mm-hmm. and talk more fully about this. But I do remember really enjoying it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Apologies to listeners for that. Yeah. Uh,
2: well, you Mike, know, me and Matt kind of dropped the ball.
0: We kind of did, but you know, we're Pittsburgh. We are. Luckily,
2: it was
1: my favorite, so I had enough to say about it. Right. But, right. Uh, I I highly recommend this one. It's it's the high point of his career up to this point. Um, I'm interested to see when you guys see it, if you'll agree that it's better than Punch Drunk Love because I I definitely think it is.
0: Yeah. I'm very. We're gonna have a good discussion about that. I think. Nice. So. For sure
1: we'll see and that my friends does it for summer of sandler part two yes uh now that we've discussed it are are there any more overarching themes that you guys want to talk about any any uh overarching feelings over the whole
0: thing just that i really really want a frosty
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's interesting these are our high
0: school years Mm -hmm. that's
1: true yeah And we, and we grew out of Adam Sandler in our high school years.
0: And we, we haven't really talked about how we, where we were in our lives during the, during these movies. I mean, I don't think I, I don't think I sought out any of these movies when they came out. Same here. Like the, the closest I can come to is saying that I sought out Punch Drunk Love because I was a high school kid who was desperate for like, be to desperate to become a pretentious movie snob. Ah art uh, movies. Art movies, yeah. yeah it, where exactly. they do
1: weird psychedelic
0: colors. <laughs> yeah. This movie's deep because it takes a it has long takes of a street <laughs> with yeah. a piano on it. Yeah. Um,
1: so Ooh, dark rooms in a blue suit.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's so, wearing <laughs> a red
1: tie when he's angry, I know that. <laughs>
2: Even Hawaii looks dreary. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it does. (laughs) God, dude, that's That's awesome. That's like 15 or 16 year old Matt, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: So from a douchebag high school kid's perspective, sorry for all of our high school listeners. (laughs) You'll laugh in in five years, I promise. You will. Um, it is a good. That was that was the one that I sought out, but the other ones. I mean, I just I I'd grown out of Adam Sandler. I you know.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. funny that I, I'm I'm such a nostalgic person. Half of the reason I do this podcast is to talk about some of the nostalgic things that I love to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't develop that, I don't think, until just after high school, I guess, because... Or maybe not. I guess part of the reason I saw any of the Adam Sandler movies during this time period were because of nostalgia. I made a big deal in our uh, our summer movies episode where I talked about the summer of 1999 where I moved, and that was Big Daddy. And Little Nicky was the first movie that came out when I lived in Indiana. So we made a big deal that holiday season about going back and visiting my friends from Aurora, Illinois, and seeing Little Nicky in the theater there. Uh, so all of these movies – it's it's very interesting. I lived in Corydon, Indiana when I saw them. Huh. All of the others I, I lived in uh I lived in Evansville. Wow. Huh. Except for the longest yard. Longest yard came out in the summer, but that's that's the next one. But Right, right, right. <laughs> Uh, I digress that's you know it's not really that important but there is a weird uh, that I didn't have the nostalgia for these movies I don't I still don't have the nostalgia for these movies Uh, and I think that's a pretty good indicator of despite the dramatic turn he took movies like punch drunk love uh, my personal favorite Spanglish it's really a forgettable time in his in his career except little Nicky which is unforgettable and it's atrociousness yes Mm
2: -hmm. Oh God! Yeah, and I'll I'll just reinforce the point I made that this was this was the epitome, uh, the the apex of Adam Sandler discovering that he can sort of just milk his fan base. Yeah, Because yes. so, he's like, well, people know who I am; they like anything I do, so I'll just make anything, or yeah, basically, yep. I'm just going to get my friends together and make a dumbass movie, right? Um, something along those lines. I, I'm I'm going to turn in the the lowest possible effort performance i can give yeah. and people are going to come pay to see it um that's what with the exception of punch Drunk love and, and spanglish and yeah. maybe some of the others to an extent um, yeah yeah i have a feeling like but with the little the little like comedy gems like sort of mr deeds and Fifty mm-hmm. First dates i feel like those were almost happy accidents yeah like they were supposed to be almost as bad as little nicky or anger management <laughs> right but Once he got on set, he was like, "This is actually pretty fun. I'm having a good time," (laughs) and it came through on the screen barely and made them decent movies.
0: I'm curious where he was at in his personal life. Just as, just as, like, just like, was he upset about something when he filmed (laughs) Anger Management? I think he
1: was happy. I mean, that's when he, that's when he met his wife. It was like Mm. just before they started having kids. I, I don't understand. Who knows?
0: I don't know. Maybe he wanted Church's chicken for Little Nicky instead of Popeyes maybe i'm not gonna let that go guys adam if you're listening come on the podcast talk to us yeah totally let's just we we shit on all your movies but yeah by the way just to
1: drop in really quick that sound effect you heard earlier of the fart matt added that in later despite our best efforts to get him to keep it in so anyway (laughs) all right well uh i guess that concludes part two of summer of sandler yep so stay tuned for our next segment, Summer of Sandler Part 3. Could be yes. in a couple of weeks. I don't know when we'll record it. The know. questions of that podcast will be, can Burt Reynolds save his career? Can a gay marriage movie save his career? What about Judd Apatow? What happens to
0: Adam Sandler next? Yes. Stay tuned, listeners. Um, should we throw or don't. In- whatever. It's yeah, still yeah. Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The Grave Plot Podcast Covering all things horror
2: The original Amityville
1: Horror and Amityville Horror 2 are the only ones worth watching News The big news
2: is Trick or Treat 2 is happening Reviews What was the point of that scene? No, so what's the point of this movie? <laughs> Special guests. We're here with uh, writer-director Eric Ewing. How
1: you doing, Eric? Good. How are you guys?
2: The Grave Blood Podcast, hosted by Skeletoni. And this demon, it looks like Uncle Deadly from The Muppets. <laughs> and
0: Taylor of Terror. It's a
2: dramatic slow-motion reveal. Like, we're all supposed to
0: go, oh my god,
2: it's turkey! <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> subscribe now on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Or at graveblotpodcast.com. The Grave Podcast. Dig it. Yeah. So, does that about do it?
2: That'll do it. That's it for me.
0: Cool. All righty. Well, before I get to the the count off and everything, I just want to say I hope you guys enjoyed our B-roll episode. Last week, uh, it was kind of an impromptu thing. We were supposed to record this episode last week, but just logistics of it, Mike was moving into his new house and all that stuff, so it was, uh, you know, it was kind of hectic, so I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, as always, thank you for listening to the obsessive viewer podcast and thank you to star tissue for, 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 providing our awesome, awesome opening theme music. You can find more of their music at soundcloud.com slash star tissue. Uh, make sure to rate and review us on iTunes and vote for us for podcasts of the month on podcastland.com. Also, like our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash The Obsessive Viewer. Follow each of us on Twitter. You can find me, Matt, at Obsessive Viewer. Tiny is at Obsessive Tiny. And Mike is at I Am Mike White. Uh, Also, check out ObsessiveViewer.com where we're posting content fairly regularly. I'm in the midst of doing decade reviews where I'm taking reviews that I wrote in 2004 when I was a wee teenager, the aforementioned douchebag film critic teenager. (laughs) Um and I'm updating the reviews. I'm, I'm rewatching the movies, writing new reviews, and comparing the two reviews. It's a lot of fun. Um, man, I, you know, those, yeah, a decade's a long time, guys. <laughs> um, and also, I also mentioned the franchise review of Planet of the Apes. Um, and also, in October, I'll be doing the Flash uh, reviews. Um, also, check out obsessivebooknerd.com where we write book reviews and provide commentary on the evolving world of reading. Um, And also check out Tiny Side Project, The Secular Perspective, where we talk about – it's a podcast examining the uh, secular world and religious worlds and how they collide and they work together and and how they interact with one another in society and everything. And finally, if you have any thoughts on the podcast, suggestions for future topics, or want to send us a sound file of your thoughts on anything that we've talked about ever, um, email us. (laughs) Uh, you can email us. Uh, email me at matt at ObsessiveViewer.com. dot com. Tiny is tiny at ObsessiveViewer.com. dot com, and Mike is Mike at ObsessiveViewer.com. dot com. Um, yeah, that about does it. Uh yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. Anything else you guys want to say? Gonna go. I get think a fr- so. Gonna go get a frosty and some Popeye's chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> yeah. God.
2: No. Bare, barely better. Barely better. But no, still really bad. My
0: arm hit the mic. I. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm. We have really hit an Adam Sandler level on this podcast.
0: <laughs> we really have. Good job, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. See you later. See ya. Thank you. Yeah. Quick one, maybe. an hour 22
1: yeah. for that one episode yeah wow. yeah wow that one was much better than the last
0: one. oh i agree we had a lot more to talk yeah, about. Good, so job, was, yeah, yeah. good job guys yeah good job guys yeah definitely awesome. <laughs> i know i was pretty great but i'm joking <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah